We're up to the Gemara Daf Kofi test. We're starting the second line from the top of the Omid. In the Mishnah Gishtan, that you can't buy Paris or Eitzim from Shemir Paris because we're scared that they stole it from the Balabas whose field they were watching. It's a Dover Hanigza. So the Gemara Rav Zovin Shavishse Me'arisa. Rav bought Shavishse Rashi says means Chavilis Meyers. Twigs. He bought twigs from an artist who worked in someone's field. How was he able to do it? Because we're scared they stole it from the Balabai. So here too, we should be scared the Aris stole it. There's a big chilik. The mission is talking about a shamer. A shamer doesn't get paid a chilik of the produce. A shamer gets paid a salary. He gets paid money. So Mela, we're scared that he went and he stole the Eitzim and the payers that he's selling, he stole from the Balabais, because he himself doesn't have access to payers or Eitzim from this field. Avol Oris, the Islay Begavei, Oris, he has, the, the way you pay an Oris is, you give him a percentage of the payers or the twigs that get cut down on this field. So mainly he's a shtickle Bailim over here in what comes out of this field. So maybe he got it from his Chalik. There's no indication that it's stolen. Maybe he was allowed to buy from him. Toner Rabbanu stated the Brisa, Shemir Peiris. Even though we said you're not allowed to buy Peiris from Shemir Peiris, but the Brisa says there's a certain case where it's mutter. Loichemahen kishehin yoishvin umoichrin basalin lefneim v'tertani lefneim. If they're sitting out in the open before Hesia selling Peiris, v'tertani lefneim they have big scales like people who are selling vegetable fruit and vegetable sellers have scales. That's how they sell. The fruits and vegetables by the pound. So maybe if they're selling it that way before Hesia, is a simon that it belongs to them. Because if it didn't belong to them, they would be too scared to do it before Hesia in case the Bailam catches them. So maybe this is a simon that it's theirs and there's no problem. However, the Kulan Sha'amru Hatman Asr. If the Moichet tells the Lekeir, do me a favor, when you buy it, hide it, make sure nobody sees, then it's Asr, because that's a clear indication that it's stolen merchandise. Otherwise, why wouldn't, what, what does he care? If the person hides it or not, is of the brayse loichemahem. This is that you say you can buy it from them when they're selling it in the open. That's dafkemi pesach hagine. If they're selling it in front of the gine, where everyone can see them out in the open, avaloyma achiri hagine. If they're selling in back of the garden, then it looks like they're trying to hide something, and therefore we have to be chayshish that they're ganav. Itma gazlin meimis muter liknesamene. If a person is a known gazlin. At what point are you allowed to buy from him something and not be scared that he's selling you stolen merchandise? Rav Amar, It has to be that a case where this gun of rave of his moment belongs to him and it's not gigazot. So mainly you can buy from him and you go basirayv. You assume that rave of the things that he has is not gigazot, but mainly you can buy from him. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel is meikal afil shaloi. Even only if a miyat of his money is his, we could be toiler. <coughs> this that he's selling you is from the chedek that belongs to him. Now the chay, what's going on over here? I mean, the cholatari kulu, you go baser roiv. So what's pshat and shmuel that we're going baser meat? So the Amshashleim says we're not talking about in a case where the roiv is vaday gozel. If the roiv is vaday gozel, you have to go baser roiv. We're talking about the roiv is a safek gozel. So then, as long as a meat is bevaday ain an exil, you can be toiler in the meat. So the Gemara, Ma'aser Rav, Oiri le'Rav Yehuda. La'ada Daila. Rabbi Yehuda gave a psak to Ada, who was a Daila. Rashi says he was a Shamash of the Rabban. His name was Ada. And he passed into him, Kedivrei ha'imer afilu miyad shaloi 
is also the same din that it's mutter to buy from you don't have to be chayshish that he's selling you something which is gigamet even though it's only a miyat which is shaloi we're toile in the miyat like shmuel Moser means someone who's a moser like we saw in the previous sugyas that he's a malshan he's malshan to the government and to ganavim about other people that they have money so that these ganavim should come and take away that person's money which is a shayel of garmi like we saw in the previous sugya and we saw in the previous sugya that a moser you're allowed to kill because ultimately, once someone is meiser, somebody's mom and la'akam, at least it's a kanas nefoshes, they'll come after that person for more money, they'll torture him till he tells them where all his money is, and they'll kill him. So Dr. Gemara, Moser, Avhun of Rav Yehuda, Chad Omer Mutr La'abdoi Biyad, V'chad Omer Osr La'abdoi Biyad. So the shayad over here has been a geyam amoynoi. Could you be ma'abid, the Moser's momen, or not? So Chad Omer Mutr La'abdoi Biyad, like this, that it's to take away his money is a problem. But to be for him, even Garmi, their that would be What's the swara? Because take away, you're kill him. We pass them that minim. Is married and ice the boy of a mal, and you can you can kill them. So, Mamela, how could his mom be more hammer than the goof? If you can kill him for sure, you can take away his mom. Man, Dammer, Osr Labdoi, because Dilma Havale Zaramal, it's possible he'll have good children. Uksiv, Yochen Roshiv, it's Hadak Yilbush, that a Roshiv prepares Nechosim, and a Tadak ends up wearing them, ends up using them. So, Mamela, here too, don't be Ma'abit his mom. Because this moment can ultimately go to his children who are good. Not necessarily does he have to have children who are Rishon. Now, according to many Rishonim, and that's the Pashtas, the heter to kill a Raidif is Dafke before he kills. The heter to kill a Malshin is Dafke before he's Malshin. Because the point of killing him is not an Einish. The point of killing him is to prevent the Malshinas. So Ibazoi, the tzad that you could be ma'abed his mom and is also before he was malshin. At the same time where there's a heter to take his life, Kolshken, you can take his mom. But after he was malshin, since there's no heter anymore to kill him, so for Shtaitzach there shouldn't be any heter to take away his money. However, there, are, there is a shita we showed him the Riv who happens to learn that we're talking about a case where he was already malshin. The Riv holds that once a person is hugzik to be malshin, now you're allowed to kill him even after he's malshin to prevent future malshinas. But the chay which I have to understand is how can we make a kavachaymer moment from guf? The whole point of killing the person is to prevent that he shouldn't be malshin. So you kill him, he can't be malshin, he's not here. <clears throat> but how does taking away his money have anything to do with preventing him from being malshin? So the Avdanezer says a chidish, but he says that you have to say that once it's mutter to kill him, you can take away his guf. If it's because of an einish or because you're trying to prevent him from doing something bad, you have a kavachaymer that if his guf is is hefker kolshke in his mom. But ula, you could say that it's a pashta it's a person that has no money, so nobody rechenzich with him. So that's also a preventive measure that he shouldn't be malshin. He's malshin because people listen to him; they take they take him seriously. But if a person is a oni nobody takes him seriously. So by taking away his money, that can also prevent. Him from being malshin. Now, Benigayah, this Gemara that it says over here, the Mount Omer that says, Asr la Abdoi, 
because Yochan Roshav Tzadik Yilbosh, Shtetich Sam Seifer, that if you want, you can take away his moment. The, the, the Shita holds, don't be Ma'abed his moment, because it can go for a good cause, it can go to his children. So for the same reason, you yourself can take away his moment too, because you'll be considered the Tzadik Yilbosh, that's not a problem. Zog the Gemara, Rav Chizda Havale Yahu Arisa, Rav Chizda had an artist that worked for him, the Havatokil Viyov, he used to weigh a chalik of the payers and give it to Rav Chizda out the Bailim, and then Tokil Vishakil, he used to weigh a chalik for himself and take it out to Aris. So Rav Chizda got rid of this Aris, he wasn't happy with him. Koran Afshay, Rav Chizda said about himself the Posik, Shtetan Posik. The tzafon la tzadik chayl chayte. The tzadik hides uh, uh, tzadik hides for himself chayl chayte. The moment of the chayte. He was the tzadik. The aris was the chayte, and he took for him the chayte's money by getting rid of him. He saved himself money. He was able to take that money from the aris. Now Rashi has two pshatim, and the mashos matmi on both of them. Rashi says, "What was Rav Chizda's issue over here with this aris? What was this aris doing wrong?" So the first pshat in Rashi is that he was measuring everything exactly. He had a scale, and he was medagdik in the chalukah. He wasn't mevater anything to Rav Chizda. the Masha, so what's wrong with that? He didn't give anything of his away, but he gave him everything that belonged to him. So Mamele, why is he considered a chayta b'chlal? And what did he gain by firing him and taking someone else? The Masha, the next person that he took, if he wasn't medagdik when he weighed for Rav Chizda, then he probably wasn't medagdik when he weighed for himself. So whatever Rav Chizda gained by him sometimes getting extra, he lost by sometimes the Aras getting extra. So what's the problem? Second Shat Rashi says is that Tokol Yov, Tokol Shaka means that he took 50%, he took half. And the regular Aras takes only a third of them, if they made up that he's getting 50%. So that's what they made up. He didn't do anything wrong. If they made up, he only gets, uh, he only gets a third and he took 50%. So he should have taken away from him the 50%. He should have given him only a third. So the Mashos is a nupshat. He says that he had two different weights. That's what the Gemara means. He had one weight, a small weight that he used when he paid the Balabais, when he paid the Chizda his shear. So he had a small weight. So he only gave him a small amount. And when he took for himself, he used a bigger weight. Mainly he was talking a ganf. So the Gemara Vayit, the Gemara Darshan is a posik over here in Eiv. Shtetan posik, kima tikvas chonev kiyivtza. What's a ganav going to gain by stealing? Kiyeshel eleikan nafshay. The Rebbeinu Shlom will throw away his nefesh. So the shayl is, whose nefesh are we talking about over here? Rav Huna Rav Chizde, Chad Omer Nafshei De Nigzel, V'chad Omer Nafshei Shel Gazl. Now, either way, Avadit means the Rebbeinu Shlom is, we're saying, what benefit does the Ganav have that he stole? Anyway, the Rebbeinu Shlom is going to take away his life. So what's he going to have from the Gneva? He's going to go away from the world. So nobody's arguing that the point is the Rebbeinu Shlom is taking away his life. The Rebbeinu Shlom is going to kill the Gazl. But the question is what the Lashon HaPasuk means when it says, Ki Rav Hune, one of them says that it means Taka Kipshuta, the Rebbeinu will take away the life of the Gazlan. The other Madamer says, the Rebbeinu will take away from him the life that he killed. In other words, the Nafshi refers to the Nigzal, that a Gazlan is considered as if he killed the Nigzal, because you make a person a poor person, he's going to starve to death. And the Rebbeinu will take away from you his Nefesh that you killed. So again, ultimately, means the Bainisham will kill the Gazan. But are we darshning Nefesh, the Bainisham will kill the Gazan's Nefesh? Or the Bainisham will take away from the Gazan the Nefesh of the Nigzal that the Gazan took? So the Gemara says each one has a Posak that's Mashmah like him. Man the Amr Nafshah shall Nigzal, the Chsiv, Shtayta Posak, Kain Archis Kobitseya Betze, 
That's the mahalach of everyone who steals. As nefesh ba'alavika, he takes the nefesh abaylam, meaning he takes the nefesh of the baylam of the chayfits from whom he stole. So you see, we're referring to the Indian of nafshe shal nigzul. Ma'adam nafshe shal gazlan, the chsev al tigzul dal kidalhu. Where Rashi teaches kidalhu, Rashi says afalpi. Don't steal from a poor man. Hagam that he's only that he's a poor man, and the gneva isn't worth much. Val tedaka oni b'shar. Rashi says b'shar is the place where you give meiser oni. Don't push him away from the shah, steal his meiser on it. Ki Hashem yorev rivam, the Boi will fight for them. The koives koiveyem nefesh. So Pashat means the Boi will take away, koives koiveyem, the Boi will steal from his gazlonim, from those who are goizel the nigzal, nefesh. The Boi will take away their nefesh, meaning the nefesh of the gazl. Frekdegmore, how does each man the Omer learn the Pasuk of the other? V'idach nami... So the Chayyotz Mashma clearly we're talking about Nafshe Shal Nigzal. How does the Mount Amr Nafshe Shal Gazan learn this pasuk? So the Gemara he says Ba'olav doesn't mean the original Ba'olav of the Chayyotz Hanigzal. Nor my Ba'olav Ba'olav the Hashte. The Ba'olav will take away Nafshe Ba'olav the new Ba'olav of the Chayyotz the Hain of the Gazan. V'idach Nami the one that says that we're talking about the Nigzal Ayuk Siv Koyves Koyveyem Nafshe which is Mashma the Ba'olav will take away the Ganav's life. Zokter no. The Pasuk is telling us, the word nefesh is matam. Matam comrades, an explanation. Matam v'koyves koyveyem. Why is the Rebbein Yishloilam going to steal the life of the gazlin, take back from the gazlin, because of nefesh. Bisham the kavi nefesh, because he's stealing the nefesh of the nigzal. So the nefesh refers to the nigzal. And this stems with the Gemara that we said till now, that nefesh uh, that a person that steals is keilu, he's killing the person. That's Rebbeinah So you see, that's considered like you killed the person. The Gemara brings nocha pasuk va'omer shteitem pasuk va'achal ketzircha v'lachmecha. That not only are you going to eat up the Nigzal's food, but you're also killing him. The beginning of the Pasuk over there is Mitzrayim, Lishma Mati, the Banisham is going to punish Mitzrayim. From the fact that they stole from Bnei Yehuda, they spilled blood. So you see again that their the avayer was they stole, but we're calling them roitzchem. Vayomer shteit nocha pasuk that vayomer shemal shol vel beis hadamim al ashahemis es hagevoinim. So the advan shloilam punished shol over there because he killed the gevoinim. So the gemara is going to darsh navir all these extra pasukim. My vayomer, why do we need an extra pasuk after we wrote the pasuk of itzei betz and nefesh ba'olav yikach? Why do we need the next pasuk? Because from the first pasuk, I would say nefesh that when a person steals, it's as if he's killed. He was noitul nafshay of the nigzul. But we don't consider it like he killed the children of the nigzul. That that it's considered that you killed his children too, because if you take away his money, he can't feed his children. When is it considered like you killed him? A gazan who steals without paying. Who steals but he pays, then it's not considered like you killed him. So it's talking about Chomus, which Chomus is a Chamsin is somebody that you pay, and still it says, 
is a raya that that's also considered noitel nafshe. The Bashar explains the Khari, if you gave the person money, you're a chamsen, why is it considered like you killed him? Because could be could be he needed this thing. What's he gonna gain from money? He needs the chafatsim, he needs the mezainas to eat. So maybe if you took away his food and you gave him money, it's still considered like you killed him. The chitame, the last pasuk we needed, because I would think Hanimilech the Kavit be a dying. When you stole from someone be a dying, it's considered like you were Naital Nafshik. Avagrama, if you just caused caused him to lose his money, loy, then it's not considered Naital Nafshik. Tashma El Shovel Bais Hadamim. What is that referring to? Why? Alashahemis is a Gavainim. Shol killed the Gavainim. Vikhechim Bitsin Shaharak Shola Sagavainim. No one in Tanakh do we find that Shol killed the Gavainim. We're talking about over there, said on the people, the Kahanim of Noiv, that they were helping Dovid Amelech, and because of that, Shaul went and he killed out all the Kahanim in the ear Noiv. The Gevainim lost their Panasa, because Yeshua made the Gevainim in charge, they're going to be Chait of Eitzim and Shoy of So their job was to bring Mayim and Eitzim to the Beis Amigdash. Besamikdash was a knife. The Mishkan was a knife. Once all the Kahana Naiv were killed, there was no use anymore for their services. So Mele, by killing Naiv Ira Kahanim, that was Goirim to take away the Parnasa from the Gavainim. And the Pasuk says, Ashrahemis is a Gavainim. So you see, even Alde Grama, it's considered that you killed them because he didn't take away their Parnasa. He was Goirim, their, their loss of Parnasa. And still, we consider it like a Naitalas Nafsha. So we stand on the Mishnah of Leichim and Anoshim. Tana Rabban Leichim and Anoshim Klit Semer be Yehuda Klipishtim begol. This is the dimly saw in the Mishnah that Noshim who make begodim of Semer in Yehuda or begodim of Pishtim and Gol you can purchase from them. You don't have to be scared that they're selling things without the rishos of their husbands, because the derech was in these places that the woman used to sew clothing midas baleim and they used to sell it. Avaloi yenis ushmanim v'siltus. You can't buy wine. Uh, flour and oil because that's we're scared that she took it from her husband without telling him and she's selling the husband's things. Because you can't buy anything from Avadim or children because we're scared they took it from their parents or from their Bailam without permission. A woman is allowed to sell something that for a very small value for four or five dinarim, which is enough to buy a little hat that women wear on their heads. Because the assumption is that the husband is Michael, that she can sell a Dover cotton moi to make four or five dollars to be able to buy a hat for herself. So maybe that's the assumption is that that was done by Das Habal. However, any time that the Isha says that here, I'm selling you something, but please hide it, nobody should see, that's an indication that she stole it. Gabbatzedaka comes collecting to a house, the husband's not home, the Isha gives him Tzedaka. A small amount he's allowed to accept because we assume the husband is Michael, he gives her permission to give a small amount. But Dovim Meruba, we assume that it's without his permission, and Mamele is not allowed to take it. Habadodin, people used to have presses in order to press Shemin, in order to press Zaysim to make Shemin. So if you come there and the wife is by the press, they used to sell. They used to sell the, the olives. They used to sell the oil. It was a business. So if the wife is there, you can take from their wives So Rashi explains that you can take a large amount of shemen and zaysim, you can buy from them. And that she measures it with a midah because that's derech mechira, it's for hesia. So there's no way she would do it if it was without his permission. Masha'en can adover muet that you can't do.
that you can't take from her because it's possible that she stole it. In other words, a big amount for Hesti she wouldn't steal, but a small amount could be she stole. So Mamela that you can't buy from her. We have the gears on the side over here, Bemuit. So again, Loikhen Minoshim Zaysim Bemuit, Begalul Ha'elyon, Shepa'amim Adam Boish, Limkra Pesach Beisai, Venoisim Ishtay Macheris. That in Gala Elyon, dear Shaman is very expensive, Zaysim is expensive. So Mamele, even though it's a Dover Muit, and we said before Dover Muit, we're scared that maybe she stole it. But here she would be scared to sell it because it's very expensive and the husband is makbid on, on, on the zaysim and shemen that come from this area. It's very expensive. I watch some elamai, must be it's bidaz bayim. So why is she selling it? Since when is the woman selling it? It's not typical. Usually the husband sells it. So it's because it could be that the husband is embarrassed. Since it's only a kamas mu'etas, it's worth a lot, but since it's a kamas mu'etas, so it could be he's embarrassed to stand by the door and sell it. So therefore he asks his wife to do it. Came to the city of the woman of the town came, they gave him for tzedakah, different types of jewelry, expensive jewelry. He accepted it on there, he accepted it from them for tzedakah. He was a gabbat tzedakah, as he says. We're scared of taking without the husband's permission. The people in Mechuzah were very rich. So this looks like something very expensive. For them, it's very cheap. So this goes into a Dover Mu'at that the husband lets. The Pesach brings down on Eidah Yehuda. Eidah Yehuda says... That the chashash over here for the gabbat tzedakah is not that the woman intentionally is trying to steal from her husband. The chashash is that she's moira hetter. I'm not a take for tzedakah. So since it's not a chashash that she's a gazlan, it's a chashash of moira hetter. So he wants to tie it. If the isha tells the gabbat tzedakah, I asked my husband permission. She gives him a huge nesina. But don't worry about it. I asked my husband permission. You can trust her. It's not a chashash over here that she's a lawyer, she's a gazlan. She's not a gazlan. She just thinks she has a right. But if she says clearly that I had permission, there's no reason not to believe her. Pischachul goes right and he brings a Sforni. Sforni says, on the Pasuk, So it's Mavur that when the Noshim came to give the Nedavis to the Mishkan, they came together with the men. So he wants to say the reason that they came together with the men was in order that the, gab- the Gabom of the Mishkan should take the Nedavis. Otherwise, it would be also to take it from the, from the woman. So that's why the husbands had to come with to show that they are masking. But according to Naidi Yehuda, that there's no chashash mishakir, so why did the husband have to come along? Let them come themselves, and they should just say, by the way, our husband gives us permission. So this would be Yishtakaraya, not like the Naidi Yehuda. Zabda Mishnah, Muchen Shakavis Maitzi. When you give clothing to a washerman to wash, so as he washes the clothing, little pieces of wool come off the baggage. So the Muchen Shakavis Maitzi that comes off with Alayda Kvisa, Reilishloi belongs to the Kavis, because it's a little Mashahu and the Balabais is not Makbar on it, and therefore he can keep it. However, Bahasayrik Maitzi, after you wash it, you comb it with a, with a comb that has thorns, and that, that combing is done very rough, and it takes off a lot more wool than the Kvisa does. So there, Reilisha Balabais, that belongs already to the Balabais, because that's more. And uh, Balabais is not the uh, mask, but he should keep it. Kavis Neitel Gimel Chutin. So Rashi says the derech was when they used to make a beged, 
So the bottom three chutim and the beged were a different type of material, and it was meant to take off after you wash it. So when the kaivis takes it off, a hen shaloi belongs to him. Yes, or mikayim, but if it was more than three chutim, the balbayis is makbid, her eilish balbayis. Taisus Yamtuf says that if it's, let's say there was four chutim, not only the fourth one goes to balbayis, once there's more than three, balbayis wants all of them. If the strings on the bottom of the beged were black strings and the beged was a white beged, so then, even if it's more than three strings, the kaivas can keep them all, because this is something that actually destroys the look of the beged. Black against white doesn't look good. So maybe he can keep them all. It's not clear in Rashi why, if it's more than three, he can keep all the strings. Then you have to take it off, it doesn't look nice. But why shouldn't it belong to the Balabas? Just like you saw before, the more than three strings he wants to keep for himself. Why is he a different? Rashi is not very clear about this. When you give a clo- when you when you hire a tailor to make some clothing for you, you give him material and you give him thread. So if he has leftover thread and the shear of the leftover thread is boy, the Gemara will explain how big that is. Or he has some leftover material, which is gimel or gimel three by three at boys. Her that has already a share of a chashivus. Balbais is makbid. Now we're going to a carpenter. When you give a carpenter some wood to fashion a keli, so when he uses a matzah, a matzah is a small saw, and there's wood chips that fall out. Her belongs to him. Balbais is not makbid. Ubekoshel koshel is a type of saw that cuts. Koshel Rashi says is a type of axe. Where the chips are a lot bigger, there they belong shabalabais. However, if he's doing it by the balabais, so then even the small chips belong to the balabais. The Rashi says that eitzel balabais. Rashi says schir yoim, as opposed to the beginning of the Mishnah that's talking about a kabbal. So Rashi seems to make the nafkabina not where the work is being performed, but what type of worker is performing the work. If it's a schir yoim, a salary employee. So then, if it's small chips, he keeps it. If it's a kablin, that he's a contractor, he was hired for the job, not per day, then it goes to the balabais. However, other Yishayim and Taisis Yontav learns in Rashi like that too. The Nakuda isn't Sechir versus Kablin. The Nakuda is where the work was performed. If the work was performed in the house of the worker, so then little wood chips, balabais, is not makbid to matriach, to schlep the wood chips back from the worker's house. <coughs> but if it was done in the Balabais' house, then even the wood chips he wants. However, Taisanto says Rashi also meant that. When Rashi makes the chilek between Kablin and Sechiryayim, Rashi just means that a Sechiryayim typically works in the house of the Balabais, whereas a Kablin works in his own workshop. So maybe that's the same chilek as the other Yishayim. Zog the Gemara, Tanar Abarim, the Braise state, Loikchen Muchen Menakoivis, a person is allowed to buy this little pieces of wool from a washerman even though he got them, presumably, from clothing that people gave to him to wash, and while he washed them, these pieces of wool fell off, the because it belongs to him, like we said before, the Bailam is not makbed on it. The Gemara later is going to ask, in the mission it says that you can keep three chutim, here it says two. So Rashi explains, when they used to be seyrik the begadim, when they combed it out, they used to make the begad, they used to stretch the begad as much as possible, to make it very tight, and then they used to bang it with these sticks to get out all the dirt. So the way they used to stretch it out is they used to tie on loops on the side of the baggage, and you stuck a stick 
into those loops, and then you pull the two sticks apart, that's how you stretch the beggar. So we don't, and then after the beggar is stretched and you finished, so now the sides of the beggar where you stretched and where those loops were pulling, so the beggar is out of position. In other words, where the loops were, the beggar is now sticking out in a whole bunch of different places. It's not nice. So then the kaivis would go and cut it to make it even. So all those areas of the loops are going to get cut off. So we don't want you to cut off too much. So we want to make sure you don't stretch it too much. So the way to do that was that these loops that you tie on, you shouldn't sew it on too tight. Means that when you sew on the loops to the beged, you shouldn't make more than three tfiris. Like this, if it's not too tight, you can't stretch it too tight because the loops will come flying off. When you, when you comb the beged, you should do it in the direction of the chassis, the, the length, and not the, the direction of the erif. The width, because the strings of the chassis that go in the length are weaker than the ones that go in the width. And maybe if you comb it that way, you're going to have more of a chance of ripping the bag. When you make it straight, you do it only on the oirich and not on the width. Meaning, this is that you stretch it, and therefore after it's stretched, you have to cut it to make it straight. So you only stretch it to the oirich and not to the right. You don't have to stretch it both ways. Then you're going to cut off too much. If you stretched it, and now the unevenness is a tefach, in order to cut it straight, you have to cut up to a tefach, that's fine. Up to a tefach, you can cut and keep it. We saw before that you can, if the oirig sewed two different minim of threads on the bottom of the beged, so two chutin you can keep. The mission says you can keep three. So the more like kasha, habalini, habaktini. If they're very strong, thick threads, so then he's makbed even by two. Katini, small, thin threads, he's not makbed only by three. When you're combing the beged, you're combing it in the direction of the shesi, not in the direction of the erev. Ayva tanya ipchun, the b'raise says, punk faket, that you should do with the erev and not the shesi. So the more like kasha, habaglima, habisarbala. Glima means regular weekday clothing, regular simple clothing that you don't care so much how it looks. The main thing is that it should be sturdy, it should last. So therefore, you're not, you don't comb it in the direction of the chassis, because the chassis strings are a lot more uh, sensitive, they're more brittle, and they rip easier. The cleaning job is done better when you clean along, the, when you, when you, when you uh, brush the sh- chassis, but it's more susceptible to getting ripped. But the sarbala, fancy clothing, which you're more concerned about the look than the fact that it should last long, so you do it on the chassis because that makes it look better. That when you put these loops on, you shouldn't tie them on too tight, so you shouldn't stretch the beggar too tight, so you shouldn't tie, you shouldn't sew them on with more than three tfiris. What's considered a tfir? One tfir. In other words, when you take the needle with the thread and you stick it in once, is that considered one? Or one means going in and out, back and forth. So in other words, at the end, three would mean six as opposed to three. Take. When you cut it even, you cut it on the length and not on the width. I, Vatanya, the Braise says, Faket. Vatanya, Ipchad, you cut on the width and not on the length. Beglima, when you have a talus, so the, the length is the noticeable part, so that's when you cut it and make it even on the length. When you're wearing a gartel, 
So the length is not so noticeable. It's the width that's more noticeable because the, the ends hang and you see the width where it's cut. So therefore you cut by the width. Somebody who combs out the begadim, you can't buy the from him mochen little pieces of wool because the assumption is that he got it from combing out other people's begadim and people aren't mafkirit because it's a, not, it's a substantial amount. So let's gazel. But the mokim shenahagu if it's a place where the minig is that they let the sarkim keep the muchen that fall out, so then you can buy from them. Even a place where the minig is that it's you can still buy from these sarkim, you can buy a pillow filled up with wool, even though of the wool came from other people's begotten doesn't belong to him. My time, because even if it's gigamvit, so what? Kaninu because he made the, took the wool and made a pillow out of it, so he was kainu with a shinu. We saw previously in the Masechta, a shinu is only a proper shinu. This is a shinu It's not a shinu which is irretractable. You just take the the wool out of the pillowcase and it's back into plain wool. So why is this considered a shinu? The Rishonim answer here: We're not talking about a vade gazel. We're talking about a sofa gazel. We're not sure. There's a good chance that the mochan don't belong to the moicher. So by Safa Gezel, we're meikul that even a shvach is kind. Toner Rabbanon. So this next b'raisa talks about different uh, parts of the weaving machine. And it's difficult to explain exactly what these pieces are without pictures. So we'll just uh, briefly explain it. Toner Rabbanon. You can't buy from a, a, a gardi, a weaver, someone that makes begadim. Loi'irin. So Eirin is a type of thing that there was an Erev and a Shasi. And the Chute Erev they used to throw with a, it was a little tube that had the thread and they used to throw it across the Shasi. And in order to keep the thread intact in this tube, they filled it up with Tzemer. So if you're buying from a weaver this Eirin that has in it this Tzemer, so again, the assumption is that the Tzemer came from clothing that he took from people and therefore it's not his. Veloy Nirin, these are the Nirin are the the, sh- the strings of the chassis that you lift up and down when you throw the air in between, so you can't buy that from him either. We think that he made these near and out of stolen strings. Veloy punklin, veloy shiure these are all different parts of the weaving process, things that he needs for that, so you can't buy this from him because all of these is a chash that it was nigzal. But you can buy from him a beged which is menumer, it's spotted, that means it's made out of many different types of colors, which is very indicative that he took a little bit samer from this baguette, a little bit from that baguette, and he made together one baguette, so there's a gzele. But since he made a baguette, he was kind of bishinu. And Erev Shasi, Rashi says, is going back on, on Irin, even though we said before Irin, you shouldn't buy from him because it's stolen. But if you took it and you made tavi v'arig, tavi, you spun it, the wool, and it became thread, arig, you wove it together, then that's a shinui and you can buy it from it. In fact, the Gemara, why does it have to say tavi v'arig? Amri hashta tavi shakli arig mi boy. Arig is a second step after tvi. First you make tvi, you, you, you make the wool into a thread, and then you weave it. So madach tvi is considered a shinui and, and he's kainu. Oreg, which is Tviya plus Ariga, for sure has a Shinui. Oreg is talking about that you never made a Tviya. You took the wool 
and Tichi, you made some sort of chain out of it without spinning it. So Mele, here we're not talking about Tviya. It's, it's, it's just a Riga without Tviya. And the Bryce is telling us that both a Riga and Tviya, each one by itself is considered a Shinoi and it's Koine. In Leuchen Menatzabe, if you're going to someone who who's a, someone who dies, so you can't buy from him loy oisos. Oisos Rashi says that when a person brings a beggar to someone who dies to dye it, he cuts off a little piece of the beggar, dips it into the dye to see if the dye is going to hold in this beggar. And sometimes the Bible forgets to take home these little pieces of material and it stays by him. So it's gigambit. So you can't buy oisos from him because we assume that it was gigambit. Veloy dugmois. Many times when people bring him different materials to dye, they bring also a little sample of a beggar they have from home to show him what color dye. So you can't buy these dugmas from him because we assume they're from the people that came to him to show them what the colors. Veloy tlushim shal and not little pieces of tzemer that were plucked out of the animal. Because again, all, uh, all, all these were chayshish that was stolen from his customers. You can buy from a tzabe a beged which is tzavua. And Rashi says, because typically a beged they wouldn't steal. They wouldn't steal a whole beged. So we don't have to assume that it was stolen. And Rashi adds, and even if it was stolen, but he was kainet b'shine once he died it. And so too, you can buy from him tavi ubgadim. So Rashi says, this is going on the gmois. We saw before that you can't buy the gmois because the gmois are stolen. But if the gmois were made into thread, they were tavi, or they were made into begodim, then you could buy it from because there's a shina. If they want to hash the tavi shakal begodim boy, if you can buy these dugmois that were made into tavi into thread, for sure you can buy the ones that were made into begodim because begodim has tavi plus begodim. You first make the thread and then the begodim. So that's kolshkin. So the gemara no, my begodim namti. We're not talking about begodim that were made out of thread. Begodim that were made out of uh, pieces of wool that were pressed together instead of making threads, you just press them together like a steel wool type of thing. So in Mele, here you don't have the shinui of the tviya. So that's what the Bryce is saying. Either or is considered a shinui, the tviya by itself and the sea is begotten by itself. Someone gave skins of animals, leather to a tanner. So hakitsuin, if you buy, cut off when, when, they, when they shape the leather, they cut off the edges. So Akitsuin or the Tlushim, the pieces of Tzemer that were plucked out of the Iris, Hareilish Balabais, that belongs to the Balabais. So again, we're not talking about it when you buy from a from a Abdin. We're talking about when a Balabais gives Iris La Abdin and he cuts it and he plucks out the hair. So the Balabais is not mafker that it's a substantial amount. But Ha'ilu Mishetav Bemayim. But the tzemer that comes off from when he washes the ur, that's harayil shaloi, because that's a minimal amount, and the balabayas is mafkir. Said in the Mishnah, Mahoya Shachar Vachulu Amr Bihudit, Katsr Shemei Vikatsr Shakalai. The name of a washer in Aramish is called Katsr. And the name is fitting for him because Katsr Shakalai, what he cuts off, like we saw in the Mishnah, if he was given three. The beggar and has three three chutim of a different min on the bottom. He can cut it off and keep it. So that's a lashon. His name of the the name of the industry is called katzer, the katzer shakli, and what he cuts he can keep. Amr Yehuda, hakoil oilin leminyan tchelis. Where Yehuda is coming to teach us is that these three chutim on the bottom of the beggar are considered part of the beggar, and it's negayet to what the Gemara says in Masachtas Menachos that tefillin that tzitzes have to be hung. On the kanuf, <clears throat> what's considered the kanuf? 
It has to be at least upwards of the bottom of the Begid, Meloi Kesher Goidel, which is the first knuckle on the thumb, that first piece of the thumb from the top of the nail down to the knuckle, that distance, it has to be moved up from the bottom of the Begid, but it can't be moved up higher than Gimelad's boys. So somewhere in that area, somewhere between an Agoidel and Gimelad's boys, that's the place where to hang the tzitzis. So these three these three chutim on the bottom of the beged, that's considered part of the beged. And Mele, you could hang it in that area. But Yitzchak Beri, Rabbi Yehuda says, my son Yitzchak Kapitola, he was mocked, but he was mesopic, and he was chayshish, maybe these three chutim are not considered part of the beged. Again, we're talking about these three chutim if the kaivis didn't cut them off. If they cut them off, it's not negay. We're talking about if he didn't cut them off, is it considered part of the beged? So Yitzchak the son of Rabbi Huda was Mesopic, maybe it's not part of the Begit, so Ibazoi, he can't hang the he can't hang the tzitzis there. So therefore he cut it off in order to be able to hang the tzitzis on the conif of the Begit. Said in the Mishnah that he gave a Begit, he gave clothes, he gave the material and thread to a tailor. So if there's leftover thread at the end of the job, if the Lashana Mishnah was, if he left over Kadei Litfer boy, so that's a Khashava Shir, and he has to return to the Balbais. The Kama Litvar, what is, what is that Shir Kadei Litvar? On Rebbe Asi, Meloi Machat, Vechutz Lemachat. Rashi explains the reason why you need that it should be Meloi Machat and a little bit more than Meloi Machat, because if the size of the, of the thread is just the size of the Machat, it's impossible to sew, because once you stick the needle through and you want to turn the needle back to go back in the, in, in, in the opposite direction, if the thread isn't the same, is smaller than the needle, then there's not enough room to turn the needle back. So behechech, it has to be longer than the length of the needle. The question is how long? It says over here you need meloi machat and chutz machat. How much mechutz machat? Meloi machat vechutz machat kemloi machat. The kavanah of Rav Asi was that a double the size of the machat, a meloi machat, and another meloi machat. In other words, chutz machat also has to be meloi machat. You just need the size of a machat plus a mashu. It should be enough to turn the needle back. If the tailor has leftover thread but less than the shear kadei litfer, he has a piece of begad left, less than three or three odds boys. So it depends. Bizman Shabbais Makbid Alem Vabais is Makbid, he wants it back, her Elish Balabais, then he's not Mafkrit. Aim Balabais Makbid Alem, then her Elish Shaloi. So it's Mavur that you have a shear of Pachas Machdei Litfer, and it's Shayach Mitzis Balabais should be Makbid. That means it's obviously usable. So Iyamid Bishleim Lay Machat, Vachutz Lamachat, Kimloi Machat. If the shear of Kadei Litfer means twice the shear of the Machat. So Pachas from that means less than twice the shear of the Machat. Okay, so that's still usable. Pachas mikan, chazi le You can use it, Rashi says, sikhse means, like we saw in the Gemara before, that when you were seirik, the beged, you tied these these little loops to them, and you made chuvin, you made these uh, three tviris. So if the length of the, the length of the chut left is smaller than the length of two machtim, it's still usable to make those few tviris to sew, sew on those loops. Eli'i amrit, that the shear of roi litfer means meloi machat v'chutz machat mashu, just a drop over the size of the machat. 
So if you have less than that share, Pachas Mikan, how could it be the Babayas is Makri? Pachas Mikan means all you have is a Malay Machat, the Mai Chazi, it's worthless. Because you can't even turn the needle around to go back to go back out. So what does it mean Babayas is Makrit? Why would he be Makrit? It has absolutely no use. Now, the Shmami know that the shear of the shear of Kedai Tvira means Malay Machat Vachutzlamachat Khmlaimachat, twice the size of the Machat. Shmami know it's a Klaraya, and a Mela. Less than that is still usable. Mishnah said, Vaiter, if you give wood to a carpenter, Masha Chorish, Moitzi, the Matzad, if he uses this type of uh, sanding tool, the chips that come out belong to the belong to the carpenter, because the Balbais is not Makbaramit. Viraminu. The Braiser state, Masha Chorish, Moitzi, the Matzad, what comes out of this clean Matzad, the chips that fall from that, or Hanifsek, the Megira, what comes out when they uses a saw, Harelish Balbais, that the Balbais is Makbaran. So we have a steer. Now mission says Matzad is too small for the Balbais to Makbar. Here it says Balbais is Makbar. And the Braisa goes, Vaiter, Vayoitzi Mitachas Magdeach, a drill, which is Mamash Sawdust that comes out of there, Umitachas Rehitani, some other filing tool, Van Nigrar Bimagira, when you cut with a saw. The, the sawdust that's left in the hole, in, in, in the place where you cut. In all these cases, we have a steer, what's the din of Ma'atzad? The Ma'atzad of the Mishnah, the Brahis, are two different Dan, The place where our Tana lived, the Tana of our Mishnah, there's two different types of uh, saws or axes. The Rabasi, the larger one, and the smaller one, so when the Mishnah says what comes out of a matzah, we're talking about the smaller saw. And the chips are very small, so he's mafkrit. The that says matzah belongs to Babayis, there's only one type of saw, and it's the big one, not the small one. And they call that one matzah. It's a lot bigger saw, it cuts a lot bigger pieces. So it's a different size wood chip. And there the Babayis is talking makrit. So Gishtana Vayit in the Mishnah, Hayo Isa Eitzel Valbais Vechulu. So the Gemara brings a Brayse with some additional dinim. Tonerabon Misatzei Avonim. Those who smooth stones, they shave stones to make them nice and square. So the chip, the 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 chips that fall down from the stone, ain't behemishim gazel because Valbais is mafkrit. Mefazge Ilon is those who prune trees. Mefazge Gefanim they prune uh, the vineyards. Menach Fehigi, those that cut off uh, thorn bushes, Menach Shezrom, they pull out vegetables that are between the different types of seeds, Vaidri Yerokis, they're pruning vegetable patches to make the vegetables grow bigger, so you put, if they're too crowded together, you pull out those Yerokis that are in between. So the question is, all these things that were pulled out, to whom does it belong? So then yes, from Shem Gezel, you can't take it. The one who pruned it can't take it. He has to give it back to Babais. If Ein Babais Mark, the Lame Rishle belongs to the worker. Om Rabbi Yehuda, Kishos, some sort of plant, the Chaziz, Chaziz Rashi says, is Tvua in the early stages of its growth, that it's Roy from Achel Behemah, but it's not yet grown properly. Ein Babishem Gezel, because the Bailem isn't Makbit, but Baaser, the Kapti, if it's a place where the Bailem are Makbit, uh, 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 when it when it grows only the level of shachas, then yesh ba mishem gezel om ravina umasim mechasia aster the kapti. You should know that masim mechasia is a place where the baidim are makbed even on shachas. They're makbed mishem gezel, and by kishas also both kishas and chazis. And Rashi says because it was a mokim 
behemoths, there were many behemoths in that area, and they needed good pasture. So Mela, these tvuah that were, even though they weren't edible yet, but it was good for the behemoths, so Mela, they were makbar and they weren't mafkir.